What up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. And my cat is currently vying for my attention, and I think he might just have it. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers episode 20, Back to the Past, Part 2. Is it confusing to name this Part 2? This is our second flashback episode. This is the one GM by me, but with Storm still as John and Andrew playing Uncle Shtick Capogo. It's a fun one. I just want to make... I just want to make clear that it's a flashback. Okay, so long as it's clear, let's just dive into the episode. Bahamut's Bay, 1987. Pure black as the night sky, the shape of a pyramid. It floats above the sleepy city. It's searching for something, for a location, for a signature. The source of a chromatic energy spike that could be read from miles away. And they found it. The ship lands outside the city, outside the little village of Clemency, near Lake Mackham. From outside the ship emerges a brute, a massive slab of stone, walking with a grimace on its face, covered in spires and horns and spikes and thorns. They affix a weapon to their arm, a massive gauntlet with an end like a hammer. They snarl and begin their hunt. Let's jump right in, right to where things are. John, you have just been hired on to work at the Mo, the Museum of Oceanic Exploration. And you have been asked to, as part of the Mo's contracting for different kinds of exploration-based what's it, who's it's. It's how do you describe it when you're contracted out to do certain tasks? I don't know contracting john uh crap i i had this on let me find it <laughs> well you have been contracted to help work uh and 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 find out and survey the area i'll just say it that way john you've been contracted to survey the area of lake Mackham for any kind of mining facilities or any kind of uh, underwater reclamation facilities uh, that Dynatech might want to look into, and you're currently surveying over Lake Mackham. This is to the north of Bahamut's Bay. Mm -hmm. While you are up there, as you're surveying the area, it's a nice woods, and you have just moved to Bahamut's Bay. Probably within about, say, like, how, how long would you say you've been in Bahamut's Bay at this time? Um, is it what eighty-seven? Mm -hmm. Um, it probably has now been more than a month. Like he he's been there about a month. Um, Jumped right into that bandwagon. Right. Well, I mean, he 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 was probably like moving 
like he's probably been there like in total six weeks, but like he's just started living there for about a month. How's Henri taking the whole move? Um, moves are stress for stressful for everyone. Um, and I, I'm sure she misses some of the the finer points of Royal Stoke. Um, you said it right this time. I know. I should get a cookie. Uh, it, you really should. Uh, so uh, she's she's probably been a, li- a little bit more uh, anxious than normal. Uh, but I think uh, uh, she's she's gonna get along fine, and the her coworkers are treating her real nice. So that's always a plus. And so this is whenever she's just starting to work at the Bahamas Bay Memorial. Mm-hmm. And what is that memorializing again? That uh, town burned down around 1910 or something. Okay, and just memorializes the town, just the whole the whole dang town, whole city, the whole city got memorialized. Okay, when they got a new hospital. I like I know I know that that's the thing, but also, just every time I'm gonna ask you because you named it Bahamut's Bay Memorial, uh-huh. I don't know if I've ever heard of a of an entire town being memorialized. Especially a lot of uh, people died. A lot of people died. I, I well, guess a lot of people had to go to the hospital. That's here's what makes Palm Space special. A lot about of people died. The... <laughs> yeah, of course. It, you got me there. The fun thing about working in the medical industry is that you see a lot of places that shouldn't be named the way they are, but they are. I, I, guess, I guess considering that you do work in the medical industry... Like I guess that's fair. Like I, 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 I should just kind of like trust you on that one. There's lots of like Polk County memorials, uh, Oklahoma City Memorial Hospital, stuff like that. Okay, so you're out in Lake Mackam. Mm-hmm. What What does the whole surveying the area look like? Um, the first thing that John would do would be set up a, uh, a radar perimeter, uh, grid essentially to like, to know the depths of the, the lake and to know how far he needs to dive down, um, get all the gear set up for that dive. Um, and then maybe the sonar can tell like how dense the rock down there is, see what kind of mining, like mining stuff he's going to need to take samples. more about this radar um it's 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 your standard uh surveying um radar it sends out a a signal and then it once it whatever it hits that's dense enough the signal will bounce back to the radar dish i like you to roll scrutinize scrutinize uh what would that be for that wits or, or heroism be... depending okay. on i'm gonna let you determine your approach on this one should also um, have the quick guide open yes. do you have the quick guide open no because i didn't think about that it wasn't tisk, on my tisk. it was a new thing and i forgot that it was new but you knew uh, it was still there 
No, I actually just found it. Um, no. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't imagine this would be a heroism role, but I really want to use heroism since I'm better at it. Well, I mean, you could be discussing with contacts. Do you have anybody that came along with you? Um, probably one of the locals. Um, almost. You had a local. So, 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 who did you who did you bring along with you? Um, would it be fair to say I uh, contacted the museum's preferred diver, Dick Capolgo? That's a possibility. I had a whole thing here for how Stick got involved, but you know what? I think that actually works already. So, so are we okay with that? Like, sure. Like, Okay, so we are we are all right with Stick Capogo having been a diver that worked with them. Sure. So Okay, Stick, you you know this land pretty well, I'm mm-hmm. imagining. You've been in Bahamas Bay for uh, how many years? Probably around 10. Okay. So you've probably surveyed this area or at least dived through here before. So so you know uh, enough about what what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I would say that's heroism. You were talking with with Stick Capogo. Mm-hmm. Uh you're you're good you're good buddy now, although you're just starting mm-hmm. to get to know him. Um mm-hmm. I think for the benefit of everybody here, I'd like you to then uh describe Stick Capogo since he's just already here. Sweet. So you know Stick's there cuz you probably hear him from like a mile away. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, John was probably setting up the stuff, and you hear some whistling. Then, if you looked over, you'd see like this tall, oh, like middle-aged man, probably in his forties, with a nice, bright, goofy smile, and a strange, wide-brimmed hat with a feather on top. This bright red feather. Material is the hat made out of. Oh, it's some sort of like leathery material dark dark uh brownish dark black perfect that gives me the just the perfect image mm-hmm. okay so in discussing with stick because i keep on wanting to say cow in discussing with stick i'm going to let you then roll heroism for this okay that's 2d6 plus 1. 5. Of course it's a 5. This is... <laughs> John doesn't have any better roles in in the past or anything else. <laughs> Can I describe how Stick uh, answers your question? Absolutely. Ask your question, John. <laughs> Alright, so uh, what depth should about this is this uh, lake at? So Stick will be like, uh, he'll ponder for a minute, finger on chin, tapping it. Hmm. Hmm. Then he'll walk up over to John, take his hat off his head, plop it on in on John's head, and tussle his hair a little bit and say, like, uh, Ike, you kid, you're asking good questions. It's too bad. I have absolutely no idea. So oh, what a jerk. <laughs> 
a John is going to fiddle with some knobs and see if see if that works. Just going to take his best guess at a lake bed. <laughs> I gotta think go. as you are trying to fiddle with the knobs and as you're trying to get more information, you start to hear... And you've, this whole time, this whole trip that you've so far had out this way, you've heard just like strange sounds off in the distance. I think you're hearing much stranger sounds. And I'm actually now going to ask you, uh, Stick, to to roll uh, Scrutinize as well. Scrutinize. Uh, this one is... Can I use heroism? No, no, this one. This one's gonna have to be a wits. <laughs> oh well, we are the dumbest people. <laughs> what are you talking about? Stick's not dumb. He's just charming. See, that's rolled a seven. Better than what John <laughs> would have rolled. <laughs> so here's how it goes. You recognize the sound. It's kind of unmistakable for you. But at the same time, you aren't 100% sure. It, it's like you know you just heard a gunshot, and you know what a gunshot sounds like. And I'm not saying you actually have heard a gunshot, but it's like mm -hmm. when you hear a gunshot and your brain is just telling you, no, 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 that was a muffler. That was something else. That was a firework. With this, you 100% know what the sound is. But you are just all like, couldn't be here. Couldn't happen here. It's mm -hmm. definitely not that. John, what is your reaction to this weird rustling sound? Um, probably gonna uh, look to sticking like, you hear that too? Like, you, um, you hear anything about that? Is that, a, is that a normal thing? I wouldn't worry about it. Probably just some rabbits rustling in the bushes. We should probably uh We're know, in the middle to... of the lake. There's there's there are no bushes near us. They're somewhat near at the edge of the lake. You should probably figure out your sonar before you you uh get fired from your new job. Uh yeah, that that's sure, I'll help that you makes... out. So when you're helping out, what exactly you're trying to accomplish with this? Uh stick or probably just uh fiddle a few more knobs. <laughs> See if you okay. can get it by luck. Okay, so just like random fiddling around. Sure. Yeah, hit me with a B daring roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wits, I assume. I mean, do you think that? Listen, uh, is Stick the kind of person who's going to think about what he's doing as he's fiddling True, with these but knobs, this is, uh, or is he physical. going to be? I'm just saying. Is is he going to be thinking True. about how Actually, he's no. Around? 100%. Or is he he's going to start hit hitting the, it. He's going to hit it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just start hitting it. For the win. <laughs> Five. <laughs> so when you try to hit this thing to make it work, it just breaks down. Like, you hit mm. it, you knock it right off of the platform that it's on and into the water. Mm-hmm. I think Stick would just stare at it a bit and like, hmm. Ah. That's a shame. I guess we're just gonna have to dive the old fashioned way. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna pull the, 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 the radar back up by its cord and hopefully 
It's oh oh oh. When you try to pull it back by its cord, the cord has snapped. Oh. Yeah, Stick has somehow stepped on the cord, and while it knocked off, it pulled out to the back. Oh, that's yeah. We're gonna have to retrieve that. That's I am not gonna I'm get sure fired on my first day. Oh, I'll take the blame for it. It's a good. So you gonna go dive down for it? Yeah. Looks like you really will have to go dive the old-fashioned way. Okay, yep. I think for both of you, I think you both would roll a be daring in order to go down. Sweet. You can either do it using your head or by, you know, physical force. Okay, I, th- I think I'm cursed. Like, I got the same number twice. <sighs> Everyone's been failing, which is great because... Can't I take action on top onto the water? Like attack the water to swim. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's using your head. Like he's not actually like a great swimmer. He just like uh, he just like really good at attacking the water, and then it just makes him go forward. It's, John has a doctorate in undersea <laughs> geology. He can dive. He's a certified diver, and I roll a five. I just you know I, I think the dice hates me, and I hate them. And we're okay. just gonna have this tumultuous relationship. Well, both of you did roll fives. Both of you rolled fives. And I think okay. that's really I haven't good. rolled yet. You haven't? Uh, I was rolled. actually serious about that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You want to try to attack the water? No, let's just do courage. Because that's I, I don't think okay, he'd use his okay. head to swim either. Okay, no, but do you want to actually, like, use, like, take action and attack the water? No. I will, like, okay, okay. Because I, I was going to let anything. you. Oh well, yeah, you'd you. attack the water for sure, but it'd be like a punch, and it would just be like, "Oh, you made the water splash nicely." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think okay, he'd okay. actually roll wits because he knows how to swim and use that past experience. Okay, okay. So it's just no minus one this time. It's <laughs> five. Uh, there's that five. I think that's the fastest we have four fails in a session ever. Uh, we really Are we have had experience for this filming. by any chance. No just... experience. That's the best part because this is an interview oh. that takes place in the past. Neither of you get experience. Okay. I love it. Just, just I've, this is the most I've failed in the first five minutes I've ever seen. Um. Yeah. No. And it's like, just it, listen, listen. Maybe this is maybe this is the world telling us that we shouldn't do basic moves. Maybe we should mm-hmm. go back to our just roll your stats thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, we're gonna right. keep doing it. We're gonna keep doing this because this is how it's, like this this system works better. This system works better. I like my other way. It makes me roll bad less. So I think I know what Stick does. Okay. He uh, okay. doesn't take a diving suit. Like he doesn't take a scuba gear to get to the bottom of the lake. He just tries to dive. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's his diving experience. He he does like free diving. So. Yeah. John in his haste is fumbling with his equipment to try and get the stuff on. Yeah, stick be like, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and down and see what I can find. When both of you do jump down there, and stick does not have <laughs> his full diving suit. Either way, as you get underneath there, you start seeing all you see are just hands grabbing towards like your face and pulling you under before both of you black out. That's when you that's, that's fine. 
when you both come to, you are at the bottom of the seafloor, but you're not quite underwater. There is like this little bubble, a pocket of something that is basically pushing the water around you that gives you just enough room and enough air to breathe in these little like like a video game like underwater pocket of of air mm -hmm. is it room to stand up mm -hmm. i think uh stick would stand up and say like uh oh good thing this is down here Roll, roll his arm in a socket uh hmm. strange uh can uh stick ask his archetype special question do you have reason to believe that it is your prey? Mm -hmm. If I know the sound, and now something this strange happened right after I heard a sound that I know, but couldn't possibly be here. Yes. Aha! That's, that's reason enough to believe that mm -hmm. it is your prey. Let's take a moment to explain what Stick Kapogo's archetype is. Stick Kapogo is a slayer. And the Slayer's archetype allows them that when they have reason to believe that their prey, and that prey is a designation that is kind of done with the Chronicler's help, when they have reason to believe their prey are involved in an episode, they are allowed to ask one of the following hunt questions. Who, what, when, where, and why? So then. I would like you to then ask me one of those questions, since you have reason to believe that it is your prey that is involved in this. Mm -hmm. I believe who is the question I'm going to ask. So whenever you ask who, the chronicler would have to say exactly who uh, the prey oh, yeah. that currently is. Um, yeah, I should, I should have said the whole thing. No, no, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. I'll, I'm willing. I'm willing to say. It. So with who, I'm going to have to say who exactly the vampire is. It's vampires. That that's Stick's prey. Yeah. The prey is that he likes to hunt vampires. So what you find out about this and what you kind of imagine is you know that it is not necessarily a who in the sense of a single, but who in a sense of you know that this is a cabal of vampires. There is more mm. than one hand like there's more than one set of hands to have to take you down this way. So you know that that's going to be multiple. And you also know that they are an aquatic uh, vampire species. And there's only so many of those. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get the idea of, gosh, I wish I knew vampire species off the top of my head. This is, this is when I wish I played more Worlds of Darkness. But we played the vampire stuff uh, only for a little while before we moved on to, we, we ended up playing the mummy one. White Wolf Games, you're really good. I like y'all. Giving y'all a shout out. World of Darkness, awesome. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what's a good what's a good van like aquatic vampire species name. I bubble. Don't know. The bubble tea vampires. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know something to do with lampreys or mores or leeches. I'm not just trying to think of like just random words. Mihalkra. You understand that these are yes. Mihalkra vampires. And that took me a moment just to just mm -hmm. pull that name right out of yep. the near automata lyric sheet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is how I do it. Okay, I just pull the names right out of the near automata lyric sheet and find me if I need a good mm-hmm. just random word name. It's a good random word name for a vampires. The mere Hulky. Yeah. And also like like I don't know, near automata, that that music sounds like it's like I don't know, it sounds Eastern uh Eastern European to me. So a lot of these vampires are that's the other thing you're noticing is that like these vampire species, Mialkra, are things that you would normally recognize as being in Eastern Europe, and instead no. you are noticing that they are here, which is already odd. Um all the way out here, huh? Mm-hmm. which is part of the reason why you couldn't believe mm-hmm. the other thing you know about that because i'm going to give you the like the the benefit because you know things about uh vampires and about Mialkra in particular you know that they are when they're in the water almost invisible to the naked eye mm-hmm so then, what do you two do? Uh, uh, I think uh, I think uh, Dick would first uh, examine a little pocket of air around him, see if you could figure out why there is a pocket of air. <laughs> okay, I believe that's going to be scrutinized, but you are going to have to roll wits for it. Yeah. I can't discuss with and help uh, John. I mean, if you want to bounce the idea off of John and yeah. get information that way, Basically. see what John knows. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that might be. I think I'll accept that that argument Sweet. for why. And with that, I get a 10. OK, John, I want you to describe how you know about what these pockets are. Um. We're in a pocket of air. And is this the very thing we came to look for? No, because I think they would have been looking for copper, which is my okay. specialty. But if you find uh, a pocket of air or methane or anything like that under the ocean, it'll naturally rise to the top. And so the, the fact that there's a large pocket of air means that there's a vent somewhere down at the bottom of the lake. So then you know that there's an event. I mean, I think you just determined it, that there, there is, in fact, oh, an event. Cool. So then what are you going to do with this information? Uh, not like a fan we could go into, right? Just like a vent of air. Maybe you can. Maybe you can make it bigger. True. Like you do notice that there is a, around the area that you're in. I'm gonna say you're in like kind of a crevice kind of situation. Mm-hmm. There is a vent. Okay. Um, are they able to like speak to each other? Is there just like enough air yes. pockets for us to speak? Like honestly. There is enough room, like, for both of you to stand up and then, like, walk around a little bit. Okay. Any, I, uh, stick any day what grabbed and pulled us down here? Ha. Ah. 
just some creepy crawly monster things. Right. You know that past job I was telling you about earlier? Where I was uh, a hunter? Yeah. I saw things like this. So, oh. it's fine. We'll just, uh, don't go in the water, though. We should probably find a way to maybe ride a bubble to the surface. Can we do that? Well, no. There's not enough air pressure for us to ride it to the surface. Well, then let's increase the air pressure. I think uh, Stick would uh, walk over to like the open like, the vent where like, he assumes the air is coming out of. And uh, is there? he doesn't have a weapon on him, does he? Can he? Uh... Does he? Yes, he can summon his weapon. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would sure. say if you still have everything that you need to transform oh, I think, into I think, your hero form, then yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, I think the the way he transforms, I think he can transform right now. Okay. You gonna do it? Yes. Okay, then. I want you to tell me what that looks like. So, uh, Stick removes the wetsuit on its uh, left arm, and in there you see, like, this crawling tattoo sigil like tattoo of like fangs and dripping blood and he uh like drags two fingers along it and then pokes his palm hard enough to draw blood and like this uh black smoke like thing like crawls up his arm and around his body and then it forms like a Slick overcoat and leather boots, and he gets a new hat. He just gets a new hat, and I love that. Yep, yep. He left his hat behind because he had to go swimming, so he gets a new hat. Describe what this hat looks like, or is it the same exact hat? Oh, it's the same exact hat, except the feather is now black. Ooh. I should probably roll for transformation. Yes. <laughs> eight. Okay, an eight. On an eight, uh, you will experience a glitch with your transformation. So what is that glitch like? I'll let you decide. He doesn't have that. <laughs> the feather keeps changing <laughs> colors. <laughs> I don't know. I actually... <laughs> I like the glitch that he doesn't have the hat. Yeah. I think that is a solid glitch. I think it honestly worries him quite a bit. Like, that he doesn't have a hat. And he usually does. He's like, uh-oh. Oh, no. That's not good. I'll make you roll a hatless roll, which is just basically at minus one. Because <laughs> you feel weird. So mine just have to roll 2d6 minus one. And... No, no, I'll tell you whenever you roll. Okay, okay. Okay. So now he has this uh, circle of metal on his right hip. And he would use that to attack this vent and try to open it up with a take action. Do describe what that circle of metal looks like. So the circle of metal, metal, when he takes it off his hip, uh, hip, it unwinds and it's like a circle of serrated metal blades that 
unwind into a whip. And in, on each blade, you can see a rune inscribed into it. Similar to the, the same type of like a uh, sigil that was inscribed into his arm or tattooed on his arm. What was this character design when you made up Cal? Can, can <laughs> Cal be the character? Like, 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 can, like, can Cal be the one shot character? And then could Stick be the character you actually play week to week? <laughs> well, this was the original whip idea for Cal, but I just disregarded the whip the second time around. And the first time around, I didn't really have a good whip idea, so. So I'm going to let you attack with your uh, fucking Castlevania character. Oh, yeah, 100%. So uh, as he attacks, the whip lights on fire, too. And it drips liquid fire. You of course, fucking it Castlevania <laughs> character. You're just straight up playing a Castlevania character, okay? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Stick Belmont over here. Uh, I want you to know I love this. I love this a lot. 13. <laughs> okay, with a 13 and you rolled a take action because you're literally attacking the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing you did roll that with boldness. Yep. Okay. You deal damage to this wall without issue. So the vent that the like that's in the wall is completely torn aside, and you actually notice that while there is some water streaming out a little bit, you see a whole pocket of air pushing to your side until the wall crumbles down, and you see it leading directly into a larger chamber. John, what do you do? John is going to cross his arm like that's, you know, game recognized game is pretty dope. <laughs> oh, you like the hat? And then you like, uh, puts hands like, oh, where'd the hat go? Where'd the hat go? Did, are you supposed to have a hat? <laughs> I'm always supposed to have a hat. Haven't you seen me before? And now it's no. like nervously walking around in circles. Uh, would I have the ability to transform? I feel like. <laughs> Do you feel like you you should have to? Do you feel like you 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 need to transform? No, I just I just wonder if I can. That's it's sort of like a in like I do I have. Okay, I love that that you just saw someone transform and your first reaction is like <laughs> game recognized game. That's pretty cool, and I like that. Like I like that sticks response is like where's my hat? Not why aren't you weirded out by this? I love that these are just two people who are just all like, eh. Like, like I love that the vets are just like, we've been through this shit before. This isn't our first crossover episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you could transform. Unless well, you didn't bring your transformation device with you. He, he would have brought it, but... Um... Unless you needed to, like, uh, do your hopper searching. Would you say that again? So if you need to like search for copper, would you use your powers to help with that? So maybe you would bring your device anyways? Yeah, part probably. I mean, like Mishpeshu is the guardian of copper, so it would make sense. So but, then, are do you want to transform? Um Yeah, well this how um how will this affect the 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 other episode. Will it affect oh, you no, it, it'll be fine. It, it won't affect okay. it. 
Cool beans. Uh, yeah, then out. Then John. Yeah, no, you're transform. you're completely free to transform. Okay, John will transform and. Um. Should I do the the Mr. Pesci thing again? I, I think I just say it. And I got to put edit it in there now. Okay, I didn't know. If you I could say it to get you hyped up, though. Okay, uh, doesn't do that. Wake up, Mishy Pesho! And then John inserts the the orb into the bracer and transforms into Mishy Pesho. Transforms into Mishy Pesho? Well, the you know Dick the... is suddenly concerned that there's a giant water leopard in front of him. Uh, water panther, whatever I it is. You have you have you have an actual like designation? Uh. I don't remember what it is. Delta something. Delta investigator. <laughs> investigator Delta? I don't. Which one is it? I can't okay, remember. Let's, let's search to see if we didn't type it out at some point. There's <clears throat> not enough oxygen in the cave. John can't think <laughs> properly. So when I searched the word Delta in our thing, does not does not come up. So I'm now going to search between what we've said together. Uh-huh. I feel like it has been said. Yeah, Cryptic Explorer Delta. Cryptic Explorer Delta. That's what it is. Okay. Explorer Delta. I said that like two months ago. Yes, almost. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to transform into Cryptic Explorer Delta. And you could just say Delta. Delta. And Stick has transformed into... Hunter of the night. Oh, he hunts the night. Mm-hmm. Which means vampires. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Go. I'm gonna let you roll. Oh, um, and okay, here's here's the thing. If you want to argue that you are using secrets for this, you can do secrets. Or yeah, no. if you think that you are communing with Miss Mishi Peshu, um. To call upon the power, if you think it is more of a conversation thing, you can also roll heroism. I'll let you choose that approach. Uh, I'm. I, I think it would definitely be a, a a conversation. Almost, it's a a call response kind of deal. Okay, then I'll let you roll heroism. Uh, okay, sounds good. Oh, hey, it's a nine. That's that's Pretty the good. best number I've seen all day. And I don't know, there has been two successes. From me. And Wrong. that's very true. Okay, so you're going to transform. You are going to have a glitch. What do you think your glitch is? Um, I think it's going to be a, a minus one because I'm so far from essentially where Mishi Peshu is that or where Mishi Peshu's resting thought is is that the power is not it, it's sort of like an intermittent connection so it's sort of like on a timer almost so then Older I'm actually going to one. <laughs> yeah no I, I will actually say yeah you're on a timer there is a there's only so much time that you have using Mishi Peshu's power here mm-hmm. before Mishi Peshu revokes it right because okay yeah are you gusto's gonna go deeper into that cove yes yes uh john blue man 
Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then Stick would stroll away into the cave. John would follow. When you enter inside the large cavern, the opening inside the cavern, you do not immediately recognize anything around you, only because it's like so, so dark, but also just because you can just feel that it's an unnatural darkness. You can feel that it is a shade of darkness around you. Mm-hmm. Can Stick try clearing the darkness with his flaming glowing whip? Absolutely. Beautiful. Let's see. What what would you be rolling with that? I would attack the darkness, obviously. Okay, just straight. Okay, straight up attacking the like darkness. Whip, okay. like whip. He'll literally like activate his fire whip and then like swing it about him. Okay. Probably like okay. slightly in front, just so it doesn't hit John. Okay, I'm gonna let you do that. Roll for take action. Eight. Okay. So I'm gonna say as you do like just attack out into the darkness, you know and you 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 know better about this that you as you can already tell, Mihalkra are known to be invisible underwater. And they're not necessarily underwater in this moment, but you know that there's probably stuff that's happening behind the shadows. As you mm-hmm. use your flame whip around, you feel yourself slashing into multiple things as you are flaming your up around. But your whip, as it glows bright nearer to the opening of the cavern, as you go deeper, it's like it's surrounded by darkness. It's it's mm-hmm. like it does not dispel any shadow at all but you see it still like glow around it and you see it then just slice through a number of like beings around you mm-hmm. that you can assume are Mihalkra. yeah john what do you do uh can i see any of this like the, the Mihalkra or anything else you can see beings being cut in half by this giant flaming whip uh huh. Um, be vigilant, Johnny boy. And you see, like, stick without a, a smile for once. Is there any way I can produce light? Do you have any way to produce light? Um, I wonder if if Mishy's Peshu senses would give John the ability to see in in darkness. Um, I think we should take a look at that. I think that would be using power. So I'm going to say that's power spike right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Let's see. Power spike. Secrets. Okay. So then that's a plus one. That's not it. Nine. I think technically it would be take action with secrets. But yeah. Okay. Take action with secrets. I... I was wondering, like, like, would it be take action with secrets? I'm not really attacking. Because you're using your magic power or the source of your power. Yeah, you are using magic power. Hey, I I put this list together, like, maybe three days ago. Okay? Cut me some slack. The more you talk about it, the more it'll uh, cement in your mind. Living system. Pretty much. Okay, so you have a nine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, well, that's, uh, yeah, I'm going to say you have a glitch happen with that. Okay. I think the time that you have left for your suit 
is diminished even further. Okay. But you are now able to sense that two of these Mihalkra have been cut through by the flaming whip, mm-hmm. but there are six more around you. Okay. Thick, what do you do? Um, after noticing that they are in the immediate surroundings. Well, I would yeah. say just because he he's able to see it doesn't mean that you can. Well, I meant like since I've cut through, I know I I okay, know yeah, I cut through know. too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's something out there, and I assume, and I since I know it's a cabal, I know there wouldn't be, there'd be more than two, most likely. I don't mm-hmm. know how many, or where, but I know there's more out there. Okay. Ooh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna, I was thinking of a, a way to find a, a way to use like order of slayers like pulling out a cell phone and calling somebody could, up. <laughs> could um John help uh stick by giving them the location of the other sticks? Yeah, actually, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use my special ability. Okay then. Could you say what your special ability is? Yes, my special ability is called the end of all monsters. And uh. I'll describe it once I make the ability. Once I make the move. That's going to be a take action with spirits. Secrets. Technically for, for this, normally we are supposed to be calling it Chroma, but right now we have not defined what the source of your two powers are just yet, so mm-hmm. it is secrets. Mm-hmm. So is John able to help me or no? No pluses, nothing. John are okay. So, so how how that would work with this is John would then roll lend aid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And so, do we want to actually have? Because okay, so so do you want to do it after or before? Like like are or are you actually helping in this moment? Because you can help before with lend aid, or afterwards you can make your own roll for help um to just do that but if you wanted to specifically do a land aid you'd have to do it before someone makes a roll mm-hmm. um yeah because stick without knowing that you're gonna land aid who he would be like uh step back slightly in a low voice and then he would start like slowly spinning his whip um i think john would want to lend aid but like if he can sense where they are it might be able to help sticks attack so can I roll for lend aid with courage? Yep, I will let you roll lend aid. But uh, you are you are lending aid using your grit and physical skill. How are you using your grit and physical skill in in this moment to lend aid? Um, is your eye a physical skill? Well, yeah, well, once once I know where they are, then I could point them out, and then <laughs> I don't know. If pointing them out is your grit and physical <laughs> You're skill. Pointing them out very physically. Well, well. well <laughs> It's it's more like once I know where they are, I can I can I don't I don't um because it's not well, I wouldn't be using wits either. John, it's me, Mishi Pashu. That's not Mishi Pashu's voice, by the way. It's me, Mishi Pashu. Maybe if you tackled and held on to an enemy, they could use their wit to attack them. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh oh, I know exactly what I know exactly what they do. I do know this is. Your your fake Mishi Pesha voice has given me idea. Okay. I want to run forward. Uh grab one and, th- and like are they spread out? Like does my did did the senses of Mishi Pesha tell me that they were spread out or they were kind of clustered together? They're spread out a little bit. Okay, then I would like to 
grab one and um and like just slam him into another and say right here i'm gonna say that would have to constitute an action of its own but okay. like you running over and actually just like grabbing one and being like here's one and holding it so that that one can definitely be attacked uh-huh. I, I i would let that but like i don't think i'll let you grab one and then throw it into the other okay then i'll grab one by the head and and show <laughs> say this, i have one right now the best kind of spotting uh-huh. okay um i'm gonna have you then roll lend aid with courage okay <laughs> plus two eight okay so there is going to be a cost and we will determine what the cost is after oh, i know what the uh, cost is going to be as Cal- soon as i use my special ability <laughs> oh yeah no i know what, i think we all know what the cost is going to be yes okay. but that's so so Cal, I want you not Cal. Stick. So Stick, I want you to tell me. Uh, I want you to to, to roll your attack, uh, your take action. Uh, let's see what happens with that one. Okay. So he lended me aid, though, right? He lended you aid. So you're all you're going to have no matter what. You're going to have a. Uh, you, I, if if you roll a failure, it's going to turn to a mixed success. If you roll okay. a mixed success, it's going to turn to a success. Eight. So that's completely successful. There's no issue with that. Tell okay, me what happened. So, so to describe the the end of all monsters, so stick slowly uh, turning his like uh, flipping his weapon, his whip until he uh, suddenly whips it forward as fast as possible so that it pierces an enemy, and then stick activates all the fire runes along his weapon causing an explosion at the end where his tip is. So there's an explosion that hits multiple targets right where John's holding something. I do love that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He did say so, get back. <laughs> he did say get back. That is fair. But I still love that you're just still going to go ahead with the attack. Oh, definitely. I, 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 do, I do absolutely love that. Like, How flammable is John? Not very. He's made of. So How explosion resistant are you? Very. Oh. So I'm going to say you blow up the enemy. You blow up that one Mihawkra vampire. Also blow up John a little bit. John, take two harm. Cool. Uh, Let me actually rephrase that. John, mark two harm. That's right. We're now having it set. You mark harm. You mark experience. You mark destiny. Cool. Uh, does my armor decrease the explosion a little bit? Yeah. No, no. You 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 would mark to harm minus whatever uh, armor you have. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> good old John. John, you've been blasted across the room. What are you gonna do? Uh, do I have any weapons of my own, or is or is I am I uh, just gonna be ripping off vampire heads with my bare hands? You, the only weapons you have are going to be the horns of Mishipeshu on your head. Works for me. All right, so I'm going to go pick up one and gore it with my horns. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's a take action right there. That's a take action with boldness. So roll me some boldness. That is, that is what the hell? That's some bullshit. Why, why, what is, okay, okay. Yeah. Why? No, he doesn't have destiny uh, to mark right now. Okay, he doesn't have any more to mark. 
his gate is almost like 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 in the, oh, in the I thought, one shot. I thought this wasn't counting because it was. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Do you think? Do you think it shouldn't count? Do you think? Well, yeah, because you don't get experience freebie? either. So. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you then one freebie destiny because you only you can only mark destiny once per episode. So yeah, uh, mark destiny. Uh, or, I guess not actually mark it, but like you know, in 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 quotes, mark destiny. Uh, you can turn that into a twelve. If you want, yeah, to. might as well. I'm gonna... Okay, so then tell me what that looks like. Um, Roll the twelve. Uh, so John gets up, uh, finds one of the Miholkra, uh, slant like just charges forward, blaming his horns into the Miholkra's uh, head, and then kicks forward. Or kicks him so that the head and the body disappear from each other. Oh, that's so gross. Like, just imagining two horns going right through something's head. Ooh. Two deer-like horns. Ooh. So multiple (laughs) spikes. Wait, deer-like horns? Aren't those called antlers? Yeah, I guess. What do you mean? I guess they're they called are, yeah. antlers. You can still call them deer horns. You could <laughs> call them in the way you could call it a king hat, but I think it has a specific word. <laughs> it's called crown. I like. Okay, it is. Either way, the thing is dead. I was always imagining like bull horns or like no, ram's Mich- horns. No, Mishy Peshu has. Uh, blunt antlers. Listen, I just, I just, assume, listen, listen. I thought you were. He's been stabbing people with blunt antlers all this time. No, they weren't blunt. They're they have, uh, like the where you would have blunt horns on a deer. They're they're spikes. Or you know, they're more like antelope horns. <laughs> no, they still got the multiple protrusions. So it's like a caribou. So is. Mishi Peshu like a uh, cat version of the jackalope? No, it's no. It's, okay, it's no, like... no, no. I, 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 I want to show this picture. That that is literally what you're describing. No, I'm describing. Hold on. Yeah, you show your picture of Mishi Peshu, and it's gonna have blunt horns. No, there, there's there's some spikes on them. It looks like <laughs> to me, at least. Hold on, let me. Can't find a good one. Looking at this picture. Those I'm look looking like at this picture. Okay, those blunt are antlers. Blunt. Those are antlers. Blunt they're antlers. Blunt. They're blunt yeah, but they, and they they're have antlers. A, they have a, a little bit of a spike at the top. Anyway, <laughs> they're <still> antlers. <laughs> it's anyway, no, the, no. Any, okay, anyway, no. they're dead. They're blunt it force dead. trauma weapons. They, they, they are. They are blunt force trauma. Weapons. You're not stabbing anything with those, okay? I, well, you well, are, okay. but it's a lot more violent. It's look. It's you dead. hit them so hard they they pop like a balloon. Do that instead. I don't want to do that. I like I like going through their head. Then have a <laughs> then, then have spiked ones. Have ones that are don't have blunt antlers. Fine. We'll we'll just it we I headbutt it real good. Okay, that's let's, let's <laughs> the matter is settled. I like that. In, you're instead of just. Making them look not antlers. 
like every other Mishipeshu picture I see has like bikes, has actual like horns. That's the only one that has antlers. Uh, but I like the antler look. It, it's very cool. The antler look is very cool, but like you've been, you've been, you've said horns this whole time. You said horns <laughs> because I, when I say horns, I, I mean horns, antlers, you know everything. Horns is the catch-all that I use. Okay, okay, okay. She's taking your cookie away for that. When, 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 when we say like when we say like sword, like like when we say <laughs> say sword of Salau, uh-huh. please tell me we are on the same page about sword. We. We've She's talked a about this. Selah's a spear. Yeah. Selah's oh my god. <laughs> this is why Selah wants to get thrown. This is why Selah wants to get thrown, because Selah's actually a spear. You've been cutting through everything with the blunt end of a spear? No. I... <laughs> Currently, Selah's a sword, which is, you know, a one to one and a half to two-handed weapon with a blade that chops things in half or, you know, pieces. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One, one and a half-handed? Yeah, one half. There's calls the one half hand sword. Yeah, yeah. It's mid between to one half handed. How can you it's, have a half hand on a sword? Because the, it's almost slightly it's longer, hand. but not enough for two hands to hold it comfortably. Right, real thing. Yeah, no, that's not making thing. something. Yeah, it I is a real, real, real thing. I'm still like, no, no, no. I'm now making fun of the people who call it one and a half handed sword. Well, and it's only a size for one and a half hands. That that sounds so silly to me. So yeah, it works as a one-handed or a two-handed. Yeah, it's like it's so you can grip the the base of it with your second hand, but most of the time you'd be using it with one hand. Would you prefer it to be called one-handed sword with a nub? Yeah, nub-handed like, sword. I would call it a nub-handed sword. Well, it's not. It's called and a hand be and a half at. sword. And I I guess I would be laughed at. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna call it a tonfa. That just seems to make the okay, most sense okay. to me. Does that mean swords that have like really, really long handles are three-handed swords? Yeah, no, they call those great swords. No, they call yeah. those multiplayer swords. <laughs> okay, okay. We have this diversion has taken too long. Yes, We've made back fun to the, of the ha- antler headbutt. We we made we made we made fun of we made fun of Storm. Now we make fun of me. Now we can go back and make fun of John. Okay. <laughs> but john killed the thing so john know. john did in fact kill the thing and now is currently targeted by the other remaining i believe four of these things mm, you're the one who's keeping count i'm keeping count it's four so my explosion didn't hit multiple it just the one and john it, it did hit multiple targets it hit okay John and the yeah, Meowth. Oh, the one and John. Nice. Nice. Okay. Stick, what do you do? Uh can I can I still see John, right? He's like still within my line of sight. Or is he too far into the darkness? Still see John. Okay, good. Uh can I scrutinize with heroism by calling out to John to ask where the rest are. Yes, you can. Sweet. I do like that usually in Powered by the Apocalypse games, you're when you use basic moves, you're supposed to describe what you do. 
and then we describe what what move it is. Oh, okay. okay. All of y'all. I basically want to look for the remaining people because I don't. Yeah, know no, you're you're fine. You're fine. No, no, no. I just no. I like that you're still doing the thing. You're just doing it a different process because you're still you're still justifying how you're using the move. Yeah. You just you want to use the move and then justify it rather than <laughs> you say what you're doing and then we like find the move that you're true. Using. True. I, I think yeah. it's fun. I think I think that works. I'm not I'm not I'm not a rule stickler when it comes to Power by the Apocalypse mm-hmm. stuff. True. Yeah, I'm looking for some monsters, some vampires. Okay. Eleven. Mm, them good rolls, them rolls that John just will never get. I get them sometimes when I, I apparently just. He says, uh, John, John's power in, in a meta textual sense, John's power is to have really good rolls when he has no life left <laughs> like when john is on when when john has marked almost all of his harm and only has like one unmarked harm left that that is whenever john has really good rolls so the worst thing to have as a player because you're just so stressed <laughs> out the entire time i feel like you'd be stressed out even if you had really good rolls though i would not i would be able to take it easy would, would you? Uh, that's why Cal was attack. Uh, that's why Stick was uh, using his explosion move to damage a bit of uh, John, so he could. Uh... John's a DBZ character. <laughs> he gets stronger the more he's hurt. Sure. <laughs> Not what I was hoping for, but I guess it's fine. It isn't even his final form. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it is. Hmm. Hmm. Is it? Because cause John's going to become a dive ranger after this. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like, once you hit dive ranger, that's his final form, I think. But you're not a dive ranger at the moment. Exactly. Right. So this right now isn't even your final form. Okay, so I know where all the vampires are now. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Okay, cool. You have now talked to John enough to have John point out where the other four are. Mm-hmm. John, what do you do? John is going to go grab another one and rip off its head. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me some take action on that one. Go headbutt them, you young buck. No, he's just going to he's just gonna grab one in the face and rip off its head. Oh, this is just what he says. This is just what Stick says. Uh, I got a 12. See, there's the good rolls. There's mm-hmm. the good rolls. Okay, so yeah, with that 12... I'm just going to say you're able to like knock two heads together and just take out two more of these things. And I want you to know every time that you are actually defeating one of these things, they just kind of like explode into a ball of like blood. Like like when like when when they're like like you know in The Witcher whenever you defeat a bloat and they just kind of mm-hmm. explode. Pop. That's pretty much what's happening there. But like they they're like balloons filled with blood. Pop. Like that scene in it. Mm. Never saw it. It's rather gross. And I'm not saying in the new it. I'm saying in the old one where it's just kind of goofy. Oh, John's still gonna say it's rather gross. Yeah, you're covered in blood. Okay. Steak. What do you do? You've got two more Mihalkra still around. Stick is gonna try and uh, swipe his uh whip through the last two. Okay. Gimme that roll. 
give me that boldness. Ten. And a ten. Okay, so you're able to you tell me what that looks like. So stick runs forward, uh jumps off uh the leg tight on the ground. And uh as he's going overhead of the two remaining ones, he whips his his whip in a circle and it uh takes off the two heads. And then he lands and bows and also forgets that he has a hat again and he starts walking around in in sadness. It was still very impressive. Ten out of ten. Stuck the hat. So you actually notice one of the heads lands right down at your feet and has not blown up yet into has not done a bubble burst and instead mm-hmm. looks up at both of you and makes a hissing sound before just slowly starting to expire. What do you do? Uh stick would gather the the whip into like around his his arm mm-hmm. and then just punch down. Okay. Yeah. You punch down into it. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You punch down and yeah, just explode it into like into nothing. I guess then after that, he would probably look around to make sure that all the other are dead. Okay. How you want to do that? Do you want to like do like a scrutinize roll on that? Yeah. Probably okay. wits, I assume. Yeah, wits at that point, because I, I don't think John would be able to no. know any better than you. Uh, yeah, it would be. I You've also noticed. Would, that I don't think he would here. trust him to like say people were dead or the vampires are dead just to begin with. Also, uh, whenever, many, whenever you do, or, or I, I should also know whenever you punch down onto the uh, like head, you actually notice the darkness recede from the room. Mm, okay. Seven. Okay. With seven, uh, so what are you looking around for? Make sure there's no uh, remaining bodies, because that's like the first sign of a Morocco staying alive. You are fairly certain that there are no remaining bodies left over, but you are unsure, and you're also unsure if there are any others in the area. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as like beyond this little area of this cavern. John, what do you do? Uh, so John, while looking around, would just be like, hey, Stick, you got any other weapons I can borrow just in case we run into more and I can't just punch their head off? Wise choice. But uh, the head off or asking for more weapons? Well, asking for more weapons, of course. Okay. You young'un. Uh, is there a team weapon for that season? There is not. Unless y'all think there should be. I was if thinking y'all... of like all the people, all the people in the hunters, like the, who go to the hunters' lodges, will probably have like a standardized like short blade or axe or something. A hand axe. Yeah. I was thinking of a crossbow, but yeah. Crossbow too. Yeah, I like crossbow. Do we well, want to do I... a hatchet and a crossbow? That is your standard yeah. accompaniment. Yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like the hatchet would also help them with because they're out hunting. They're gonna a little hatchet would be more universal for them so being able Woodman. to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say, yeah, you have a little crossbow and a hatchet. Uh do you wanna give John both of them? Yeah. I'll just I think take we give the both. hatchet. Uh, I actually no, yeah, I don't think you would give 
bolt. I think he would just toss the axe over, the axe hatchet. Literally toss it at him. John would catch it. Do a little axe flourish. It's not as long as my normal axes, but it'll do. It's it's a hatchet, that's why. And then uh, Stick would slap him on the back and look for an exit. Okay, I'm going to say as you are scanning through the area, you actually see another very, very thin crevice that actually has a little bit of light filtering from it. Would it be able to fit through? Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be a very tight squeeze, though. <clears throat> I think uh, Stick would head over, peer through, and then if he doesn't see anything, try to squeeze on through. Okay. Uh, give me a B daring roll for you squeezing on through. <laughs> I assume that would be courage. So a two. Uh... <laughs> I think I want to use it SD counter. <laughs> you get the one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mark like Destiny. Yep. Or actually, pause moment here. <gasps> because you are playing as a completely like character, like a uh, separate character, do you want to have like like do you do you, would you want to play as Stick more in in the intermittent time? Mm. Maybe once more, but like probably an intermittent time in the next, in the third, yeah. I don't know, maybe once more at least, probably. Like, like not even like just through this season. You could play. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to play. I think I'd like to play Stick at least more than once. Okay, before you get to him in season three. Yeah. Okay. So I'll mark then. I'll let you mark it. So use the destiny counter. So uh, having used the destiny counter, you're able to actually squeeze on through and get to the other side. John, are you going to be following suit? Um, is it is it enough space for John to get through there? Because John's a yeah. big dude. Yeah, so. there's enough space for both of you to get through. Okay. Yeah, stick with call back like, uh, yeah, it's okay. We can fit through even we don't have a hat on. <laughs> Sounds good then. John will climb up through. Okay. Uh, give me a B daring roll on that one. Alrighty, be daring, and that's with courage. I'm assuming, courage or wits, if you want. Yeah, um, let's just go with courage. Yeah, like the cowardly dog. Thirteen. Again, and you say you don't ever get good rolls. The dice hate me and/or love me, and I and uh, there's no in between. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, both of you are able to make it perfectly fine as you get through. And actually, as you both get through, you see the rest of the cabal of Mjolkra vampires. And you see them kind of all on the ground. They've not been punched and like about to explode. They've all clearly been cut. And they're all bleeding into a circle in the center of the chamber. At the very center of the chamber, you're actually going to see a large figure hulking covered in spikes and spires and horns affixed on their wrist is a large gauntlet with a hammer like just shape on the front of it there's no else way to put it so it has a giant hammer gauntlet on this Mm. figure's arm but it does not recognize you 
Hey, that's bad, right? Usually things that prey on vampires tend to be worse than them, so yes. Cool. Alright. Uh is there anything to hide behind at the moment? Or is it just like an open cavern? There's some rocks and there's also some like ruins in the area. Can stick hide behind some of the like ruins and rocks and see if there's another way out past this creature. Absolutely. You can do that and I will make you roll scrutinize for that. Sweet. You're gonna have to be wits because you can't for really sure. talk your way through that. Unless you want to talk to the giant monster. Nah. Six. <laughs> So as you go to try and hide and look for an escape, you actually hit a rock mm -hmm. that has now alerted the giant uh, creature. This this brute has now been alerted to your status, turns around, and looks directly at where you are. They're not... They don't know that you're there or that something is there, but mm -hmm. they know that a sound just happened that was unnatural. God damn it, this is what I get for not wearing a hat. <laughs> That's so much. Is, is your <laughs> good luck charm? No. I don't I don't know if it's good for you two to have a conversation in the middle. Let me, let me say that as Mishi Peshu. John, it's not a good idea for you to have a conversation. It's not Mishi Peshu's voice. Well, I don't know if John clear. Me you're, not. you're not Did hearing Mishi Peshu's voice. Um, Did John follow me? So can can I get like a layout of like where we're at in relation to monsters, is there like a pathway to the monster? Is this like a open cavern with like steps going down to the monster? What are we looking at here? It is an open cavern with steps going down to the monster. And at the top is going to be where you're seeing this little bloodletting ritual. Cool. And a second later, you don't see stick and you hear a rock from a distance. <laughs> uh, does the bloodletting ritual look like it's almost complete? It looks like it's done. Oh. Hmm. Darn. Don't 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 use the Laura's name in vain. Oh. I thought okay. I get what you said now. It's a dumb joke. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> me and my me and my mom humor. I'm just gonna walk down the steps. Okay. Uh you tell me what that looks like. Uh, John down those steps. John, hatchet in hand, walks down the steps. Towards the creature that is now looking directly up at your direction. Oh, yeah, no, John's John is not a stealthy boy, and he's not going to try to be one. Okay. He's going to walk down the steps. Do you have any other, like, plan of action that you're going to commit? John's going to say hello there. Okay. Stick's uh, going to roll his eyes. <laughs> And you're just going to say hello there. Hmm? And you're not doing anything else? I'm not going to rush in and try to hit him with a hatchet. That seems like a bad idea, given the giant hammer arm. We'll, okay. If it comes to that later, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that later. Or now. Just, you know. Creature, giant brute turns around, or it's all, like turns all the way around facing towards you moves their neck off to the side to crunch it a little bit and then immediately runs up towards you and smashes you with the blunt end of their hammer arm. Cool. Hit uh, three, like mark three harm. 
Can oh, can I parry? Yes, you can. You can immediately retort and uh, attack once you are attacked. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay. I love John's method of fighting. What kind of parry are you doing? Uh, so this is. <laughs> so I just got a fourteen. So. As soon as the hammer comes down, John's going to let him hit him, and he's going to use that momentum to just uh, come right up and hit the brute square in the, the Oh, see, I was, I was hoping that you got hit and then used the momentum of it to, like, toss him to the side. Oh, can I do that then? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely do that. I just love the idea of Taekwondoing on this. Yeah, absolutely. Still gets hit in the face, but he's going to use some sweet-ass Taekwondo. Just uh, no, just it's more like wrestling because I grab the arm and I just toss him into the wall. Yeah. Okay. You toss this giant hulking brute into the wall, smashing through runes, and like like a cartoon character, this brute is now like stuck inside the wall. Stick. What do you do? He's gonna pop his head under the cover and say like, "Oh, nice." And then he's gonna hop over and uh, swing his whip towards the monster <laughs> okay give me some uh boldness on that one yeah because i assume it's take action and yeah boldness. i'm attacking the monster 10 okay with a 10 tell me what that looks like so after a sweet ass hop over the rock stick's gonna run forward a little bit until he's within uh striking distance and uh swing his blade in a nice arc so that the tip enters the hole in the rock and stabs somewhere in the monster. Yeah, no. Monster giant brute is currently pinned through. As you actually stab through it, you see that the blue kind of weirdly glowing uh, skin that it had, as you cut through it, the skin that's covered in like horns and spires and spikes and stuff, as you cut through it, you can actually see that it's armor. And it mm. actually starts to sheath off. Underneath it, you then actually see very stern, thick, leathery skin that has grooves and marks and what almost look like veins going across of itself. Mm -hmm. So I shredded, I shredded his armor there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would say you shredded the armor from their left side of their abdomen all the way up to probably cover like like into some of like like take off some of their shoulder armor mm -hmm. as well as take off some of their uh breastplate armor nice uh the other thing that's interesting about it is uh you've probably played dark souls have you seen what uh smo looks like underneath the armor no okay well everybody at home you can you can look this up uh I will put the uh, concept art for Smo without the armor uh, into the chat here. And so you can look up, I, I recommend looking up Smo without armor uh, concept art. And so you see a giant hulking brute, but then like underneath the armor, you can actually see mm -hmm. like that is, he, he, he's shaped like that. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Interesting. That's what Stick says after he sees this. Okay. The giant brute 
claws their way out from the like little indentation in the wall that you've made for them cracks their neck again and actually now pulls off their mask underneath it you can see long red hair that touches down to about halfway down their back as they toss their mask to the side reaffix their giant hammer gauntlet that they have and then uh run up towards you stick sweet perfect john what do you do um can i intercept with a good old hatchet chop to the now exposed flesh you can try i would like to do that is that a take action or is that a something that's going to be a take action okay 11 again <laughs> you keep on I'm, saying you have bad rolls i'm good at the one thing which is stabbing and cutting but even then okay so tell me what that looks like uh so as this giant brute runs forward with his uh hammer hand raised uh john will rush in uh and then with a good solid punch to the ribs and then a good old cut from the hatchet he's gonna strike the uh the exposed armor section does that make sense Mm-hmm. The punch is to throw them off balance and then the hatches to get a good clean shot. Okay, you're able to get a not just a good clean shot, but a an incredible shot as you're able to basically cleave right into and when you cleave into it, it is like cleaving into stone on its skin. Uh, but you're able to chip away at it and indent the hatchet pretty deep into this giant brute side Mm -hmm. the brute as they are doing this uh then falls down to the side their momentum tripping them and having them uh slide against the stairs stick what do you do uh i think stick's gonna go for another attack but this time to specifically like remove the other part of the breastplate basically and his armor on the left side. Okay. Just like raking his uh, whip back and forth across. Back and forth. Back and forth. Roll me some. Because that sounds like a take action. Roll me some yeah. boldness. 11. Oh, y'all are just killing it this time. Okay. Sorry for your monsters, Ruby. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I assumed y'all would be able to defeat this thing. Uh, let's see if that actually happens, though. So you're able to rake this thing across and having already blasted through a section of its armor, you're able to almost entirely remove the armor piece from it. Um, But not only that, but also as you're able to remove part of the armor, you're able to completely take down the cables and buckles that has the gauntlet strapped to this brute's arm as it then drops down. So they are now weaponless from the looks of things, and they begin to stand up. They then look at you directly in the eye, and you can see underneath their armor and underneath everything like there, you can actually see, uh, and because we're a podcast, I guess we could do this, you, you see like bare breasts. 
and you notice that this is actually a woman underneath this armor um stacked as hell probably closer to like seven feet tall um mm. clearly very muscular uh but you actually see what is unmistakably a woman's frame as they uh stare you down and then begin to draw a hidden weapon from underneath their armor a small little uh cutlass oh uh stick's gonna respond with a, a nice like elaborate bow trying to grab his hat and put it back and be like i'm sorry my lady and then come back up and he realizes he has no hat in his hands again i think in the in the confusion this is the hat move that i'm viewing against you <laughs> uh, in the moment of confusion where you're all like oh i don't have my oh, hat. i don't have a hat <laughs> this thing is now she is going to run up towards you and she is not going to stab you or anything like that she's actually going to use the blunt side of her sword to push you into the ground and pin you down looking directly in your eyes uh and as she does that you see a snarl and you can tell there is a moment in which all she wants to do is just tear into you yeah john what do you do uh john rushes forward uh mm -hmm. and does a, a good old leap chop down and straight into this giant woman's um would i be coming from the like the back or like the side funny i'm from right like to attack her uh as her back is facing towards you now um please don't stab yeah. stick uh john's gonna just just come down straight onto her uh shoulder okay neck area her her side still has the uh, hatchet in it by the way Oh, okay. So I thought I had taken that with me. Um, no, no, no. It's it's now like embedded inside of her side. Oh, that makes that. Let me let me change my attack then. Um, okay. John will rush forward and grab the hatchet and pull it across, ripping it out. Ooh. Oh, I thought okay. you were gonna kick it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Give me a. I think if you're doing that. I don't know if that's a take action as much as that's going to be a be daring. So give okay. me a be daring on that one. Alrighty. I will just change that to that. 11. Yeah, you're still able to do it. Yeah, you're able to grab this thing, pull it out of her, uh, causing her to retch back. And you, you can see for the first time in this fight as, as she's clearly having pain. Mm-hmm. As you uh, pull this back, you are then able to get in a free attack. Uh, tell me what it looks like to have your little free attack against her. Um, John is going to. Uh, um, is, is she is she still bent over, uh, Stick? I think when you pulled this hatchet out from her, she has loosened her grip, and so. She only has one arm on her sword as and pinning uh shtick down with just the one arm. Cool. I'm gonna remove that arm. Or try to at least. <laughs> Good. Like pull it off or like just like chop it off. <laughs> pull it off or chop it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh like pull it away from me or chop it off. That's what I meant to say. Actually. I'll break it. That's that seems fine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> Would you You're breaking uh, off the arm. Okay. Yeah. Give me a 
that has to be a take action. Okay, yeah, give me a take action. Give me boldness. There's no way you're there's no way you're doing with anything else. Eight. Eight. I think as you're trying to snap her arm, and you are able to snap it, you have now put yourself into a very close, precarious position with her. Uh-huh. And with her other arm, she is now held onto your hatchet uh-huh. and is actually like pulling like and pushing the hatchet back into you. Uh-huh. The back end of the hatchet, the like sharp uh, back edge, impales right into your shoulder. Uh, and you take one harm from that. Okay. So mark one harm. Uh, would my armor protect me from the damage of the harm? I would say in this case, because it's impaling directly at you, no. Okay, so just take that full harm. Got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Stick, what do you do? Um, Stick's going to say looking away from the true threat here and then give a barrel grin and uh, pull out his little side uh, crossbow and pop a bolt into her. Okay. Give me some take action. Eight. With an eight, because I think you are so close to her. She is actually... She she actually turns around just enough time as she hears you clicking the crossbow. She's able to turn around, and as you, like, I I think you pop off a few of these crossbow bolts, and, like, the first one goes right into her side. The second one, she's able to, like, knock away. The third one, she grabs out of the air (laughs) and just, like, tosses it right back at you. Uh, stabbing you and pinning you down to the ground. Uh, take one harm, and now you are pinned to the ground by your shoulder. Sweet. Glorious. Her next move is she's actually going to... She's going to look at you, John, mm-hmm. as her broken arm is in your her uh, your hand. Oh, I'd, I'd, well, to break her arm, <laughs> I'd have kicked it. And, okay, as, okay, okay, okay. I was I was hoping that you kind of like had it still held on to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's like a step away from you. Uh-huh. If you had held on, I want you to know, but like if you were holding on to her her arm, she was uh-huh. gonna straight cut it off. Okay. Um, because that's not the case. So she's just gonna have her limp arm as she goes around. And she's going to, with her little cutlass, uh-huh, look directly at you. And basically smash the blunt end of her uh, cutlass against the, like, the hatchet that's now protruding out of your shoulder. Uh Uh-huh. And just smashes it further into your shoulder and, like, tries to knock you down to the ground. Okay. And so, Mark, one more harm. Okay. Could I, um, parry, I guess? Yes, yes, you can. You were knocked to the ground, though. So keep that in mind. Okay. So, um, you said I was knocked to the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, John is gonna launch himself from the ground, using and then uh, try to slam his horns into. Would I be able to slam them into headbutter chest? Yeah, like she's taller than John, obviously, but 
Are you, are you seriously trying? trying to headbutt her titties? No. Um, <laughs> but I am trying to like headbutt her in the head. Okay, okay, okay. So headbutt her with your giant antlers. Uh-huh. Head okay. Yeah, that's a take action right there. Okay. Me a take action boldness. Thirteen. With this triumphant shot, you are knocked to the ground. I think you, as you hit the ground, you bounce back up to your feet. And using, like, the full strength of your feet, you just bounce all the way up, knock your horns right into her head, and you can then sense that that's, that's it. That is, the, the, the bell has rung. Her body slumps down and falls just right down onto the ground. Limp. What looks lifeless at this point. And you see her just kind of. Just you can see the fire in her eyes that she had. That passion is just gone. And she is otherwise lifeless. Stick, what do you do? Uh, remove the crossbow bolt from him to get up i assume okay that's fair but if that if that's like a free action or is it does it roll for something uh, at, at, at this point at this point like combat's over okay and then after that grumbling about catching crossbow bolts he would uh go over and check if the the person is alive you go to check pulse but there you you do not you are not able to find a pulse at all, but also you are unsure if you would have been able to find a pulse even if she was alive. Mm-hmm. Can can stick use catch and release just just in case she's alive? Yeah, I don't think you're able to use that. I think she's definitely gone. Damn it! I was I was waiting for for me to use catch and release so that John freaking kills him again. Hey, it's you know you should have told just me just like plan. Cal, Sticky and Cal have the same problems with John. John, you should have too thoroughly. You sh- you it's a hereditary told... problem. <laughs> you should have told Storm the plan. Okay. Can uh, Stick try summoning a hat? Are these out of combat in danger? Yes, you can. I do gotta say, you summon the hat, and you're perfectly. You, you, yeah, you, he's gonna like put his hat on his like his hand on where his hat would be on his head and like put it down and then just a hat appears. Glorious. John's Shall gonna we, uh... move the hatchet from his arm, by the way. Just... <laughs> <laughs> might want to get that looked at. I will. Just you know, I don't want to walk around with a hatchet in my arm. I'll get it looked at it later. Are you gonna get it looked <laughs> at by Henri? Uh, yeah. Wonder how Andre's gonna feel about you doing ranger stuff. Uh boating <laughs> accident or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh Stick's I think gonna this is the start only strolling time. out. Stick's gonna start strolling out of the cavern if there's a way out and start whistling. Uh actually at the top of the staircase, very close to where the crevice that y'all uh like crawled through, you actually do see a door that leads back up to like as, as you're able to like kind of go through there, it's a door that leads up to the top of a cavern. Inside the cavern, you're able to actually exit out, and then you exit out to the top of the cove. So with you two on the outside, uh, what's the plan from there? 
Stick's gonna untransform. And with his new hat with red feather, uh, take a nice little uh, like bow with with the hat this time, and say like, uh, "That's a solid job you did down there." To, hey, uh, um, John. Stick, you know uh, somewhere to drink by any chance? Oh, shoulders a little sore. To John, puts a nice. Uh, friendly arm around him, like kind of like around the neckish, and like, uh, oh, let me take you, and it starts like dragging you away. Uh, we should probably get the boat first. Ah, it's fine over there. Is he's gonna keep trying to drag you? Say, say where you're getting a drink. Say where you're gonna get the drink. The bubble tea. (laughs) (laughs) The bubble tea. Not even the bubble dive. This is before it was called the bubble dive. This is back when it was called the bubble tea. I totally just forgot the name of the place. But yeah, the bubble dive. It's totally going to be the bubble dive. Someday, maybe your nephew can work there. Yeah. Can I, clean, can I get a clean audio of that, please? Pass with the question again. <laughs> hey, uh, Shtick, you know where... Uh, no, no, I was talking to is? Ruby. Oh, like, that I part. Because you, you already had that, that part. We, we, no, we can, already, we can already do that part again. Okay, sure. I thought the rest was good, except for the very end, that's all. After Ruby asked me the question. Uh, right, work. Uh, so, Stick, you know where to get a good place to drink is? Oh, boy, do I. Uh, Stick's gonna, like, uh, saunter on over, put a nice friendly arm around the neck, and, like, almost a bit too tight, and just, like, start dragging you away. Say the line. John. You know some... I know some great bubble tea. Just like oh, I thought I thought yeah, I thought you were gonna do the boat part still. Oh, uh, I was yeah. waiting for that. Oh, I shouldn't okay. get the boat first. I'll say it one more time. Should, uh, shouldn't we get the boat first? I'm sure it'll be fine. We can pick that up some other time. We're off to get some bubble tea at the bubble dive. It'll be nice. For yeah. There we go. There we go. That's the end of the episode right there. <laughs> that's the end took, uh, took us a moment to find it but we got there yeah yeah we yeah. got the stinger that's how they start drinking at the bubble dive yep uh, okay gosh. how the start of shin profiting off of his friendship with john <laughs> and john uh, does a that notice. is actually gonna be the stinger by the way it's going to be yeah, I, I want to do a little scene of of. Nah, no, 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 no. Um, I was thinking like like a, a scene with with Shinu and John just being all like, "Oh, I hi, think it's good I'm to be I'm John." Yeah, no, it's good but enough yeah. to be implied. Uh, no, the actual stinger is going to be. We go back to that pyramid ship. As it sits in the forest right outside Lake Mackham. We're going to fast forward a number of years. As we fast forward through it, we're going to see vegetation grow over across of it. It's going to naturally hide itself over time. And we fast forward all the way back to 1993. And we see a figure drop down from atop another floating ship, another ship that looks very similar to it. 
and we see a large figure covered in a black metallic look and a helmet like that of a bird. Drop down. Look inside. Like, like bust open a whole hole. They bust open a hole through a wall through the ship. And as they walk around, they see a designation number, 59. And you see the name, Oriax. And the creature with the helmet like a bird looks over their name, crosses it off, and then walks away. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transformer Dive Rangers, episode 20, Back to the Past, part 2. Music for the podcast is forced upon us against our will by Daryl Archidel, though it's not like we're complaining much. You can follow us on Twitter, at off underscore hour, or send us an email, network at gmail.com. If you think we're cool, write a review for us, or tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway. Trick people into listening to us. We slip you a 20 under the table. You hand us the 20 back because we're all very poor and it's a, like a, a, a sentimental, ornamental sort of thing. And this is not a good business strategy. So I love doing little flashback episodes like this. Uh, they're really fun and I like to fill in the gaps. It's especially easier rather than just throwing a lot of exposition. I also think it's fun for the players. So let's them try out new things. So expect us to do more one-shotty, flashbacky stuff probably in the future. Might be a few episodes before we put up another one, but they'll probably keep happening somewhat regularly. Uh, but I think they're going to get a little bit more crazy from here on out. See you next time we update, whenever that is. Give me a second. Yeah. I know exactly which local that you brought along. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, God, please. Please, no. They're okay. doing it. I'm Anton. I'm I'm John's best friend. He is the local. Uh, as much as I love Anton, I can't handle it tonight. Uh, we're cutting that part out. Um, uh, he's going the distance. He's going for speed. I assume that's what that song is about, cruising for Poontang. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought Poontang was like a racial slur. <laughs> Tell me it doesn't sound like it. It's so I mean, weird. you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. Belmonts are good characters. They're very, they, they, they don't wear clothes. They uh, attack vampires. What do you mean they don't wear clothes? They don't. I mean, they have you ever looked... They wear an abundance of clothes. Have you... They do not wear an abundance of clothes. Have you seen the this leather one, straps? Though. Are you go wanting to go on record saying you play Castlevania games where the Belmonts are nude? 
he looks badass, but also we're two dumb boys lost in the forest. Or in the lake. Yeah, he's very gentlemanly dumb boy. You're lost like... in a lake. How uh how prototypical yeah. for John is that? Not very, considering his his literal guardian spirit is a is, is an underwater panther. <laughs> it lives in the Great Lakes. I'm looking. It's not a Great Lake. This is like a pond. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also now lives in Royalstone. So I said it right twice. I get I get two cookies for this. Wrong. Oh, Reba's only here for one of them, so you only get one cookie. Yeah. That's y'all are witnesses. You're supposed to back me up. No, I've never you heard. Might of get a Ruby's cookie if here. she hears the one, this interlude. That's that's so mean to me. Like I don't understand. I, I Ruby's in wrong charge so of often. cookie distribution. I mean, yeah, what do you I know. Want? Well, y'all can like petition her. Cookies. 